Welcome along to episode 41 of The Endless Stream. We are still in the Christmas season. It is Monday the 27th of December 2021. I'm Aiden, and as usual I'm joined by Kevin and Brian. We are three artists, illustrators, filmmakers and all-round shit-talkers. And each week we take some of the endless stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, YouTube, Spotify. Wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. Now we have been doing a, a Christmas season for the last three or four weeks. We've been watching Christmas movies, Anna and the Apocalypse, Klaus, um, Silent Night with Kira Knightley. This week we're focusing primarily on Hawkeye and Spider-Man No Way Home. It's a little more Marvel-focused, it's the holiday season. So we tried to make the podcast a little more concise for this episode. As usual, these conversations are very spoiler heavy. We talk about Hawkeye and we talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. We talk about them up and down and we cover a wide range of things. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast or head over to Instagram at The Endless Cast. We put up illustrations to go with each episode and we put up clips and it's a good place to comment or send us direct messages. You know, you can engage with us over there. If you want to send us an email, you can do that too, theendlesscast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about all the Marvel content of 2021. We're going to do an episode in the new year where we rank all of the Marvel content that came out in 2021. And it would be good if you put your lists together and email them through to us and we can get a sense of what the audience is feeling. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. This episode will come out on the 27th? Should I, should I, 27th of December, should I try and put it out a little bit earlier? 26th, or just stay with the normal 27th? Well, no, dude, it's Christmas, so do whatever you want. People don't even, podcasts with massive followings are probably taking two weeks off. We're just sticklers for consistency. Consistency is good. Stick with the regular date. And that's what you get when you come to the Endless Cast. Forget your, your big NPR bollocks. We're, we're here being consistent. We're not taking two weeks off. And playing you with reruns. Just for the record, Aiden wants to keep his opinion and reputation intact when it comes to animation studios, but he clearly wants to burn bridges with NPR. What's NPR? It's a, an American radio station that is putting out a lot of podcasts. It did serial this American, this American life. I love, I love NPR. I love NPR. I love NPR too. I don't. I don't know what Aiden's problem I'll, is. I'll podcast there. Rather podcast there than here. Do we, wow. So a- Aiden, Aiden can work in Titmus then, and we'll uh, we'll take the podcast to NPR. Yep. No, Aiden's not going to work in Titmus. He'd enjoy that. He can just stay where he is. No, that that's that's what I mean. Is 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 sorry, Kevin. It's not Titmouth. Titmus. <laughs> I know what it is. I know you do. And you have some studio. words. He, he knows words. You leave him alone. Yeah. This is going to be a spoiler-heavy episode. This is going to be a spoiler-heavy episode. Yeah. Kevin's got an out, so we're going to jump straight into the Marvel content, and we'll jump into anything that isn't Marvel at the end. We're going to start with the Marvel stuff this week. Let's go with Hawkeye to begin with, because I feel like we're going to be taking a lot of shots at this thing. Um, like Hawkeye himself, oh, we will be I'll start taking then. shots I'll start at it, then. and then we'll Easy. move into Spidey. Look, can we just, can we just, like, it's the end of the year. Can we just, like, spread a little cheer? But Kev, Kev, it was pretty bad. I loved it. Really? Tell me, tell... Yeah, I think Black Widow's great. Tell me what you loved. I love Black Widow. I just, okay. Florence Pugh is awesome. And I really think Agreed. she was great at it. Agreed. The swordsman. He was fun. He was fun. Seeing him slice and dice. He w- was cool. Yeah. Let, let him list all the things um, he liked. And then we'll talk about how ingredients don't make a meal. It's just, yeah, because like I would see those as wasted things. But we'll get to it. Keep going. No, but we shouldn't, you shouldn't view them as wasted because that's the way we got them. It's the only way we're going to get them. But and that, it was That's nice. bad. It's it's bad TV writing. It's bad direction. I like the Kingpin. I know you hated him. He's obviously not God, bad. I hate him so much. Um, I love Vincent D'Onofrio. I just watched El Camino Christmas. Um, he's in it and he's very good. He sings all the songs that I like. El Camino um, Christmas. Yeah, don't watch it. Okay. Um, it's Jessica Alba, Vincent D'Onofrio, Tim Allen. I like all people. of these people. And El Camino, yeah, so it's Clint God, Eastwood. That, 
I like that the movie, like but the worst it's awful. thing ever. Is it, is yeah. it a Clint Eastwood Christmas special of El Camino? With, with Step Up to the Honey Street Dance, the Law and Order criminal unit? Nope. SVU. You're a criminal unit. Oof. Oh. Oh, God. I just kind of. Oh, just thought, you know the way they say unit? Like, oh, that guy's a unit. Mm. Or they refer to a gentleman's unit? Yeah, or like, you know, special victims unit. That's that creepy guy right there. He's a special victims unit. What else did you like about the Hawkeye finale? Um, I liked the Kingpin's clothes. You're just fucking with me on that one, right? I liked, I liked, I liked Cakes Bishop and uh, Hawkeye's kind of banter and how they kind of finished off with each other mm. um, in the end. Uh, and I liked him being with his family and giving the watch. I want to learn more about the watch. That's interesting. I like the fact that Lawrence Pugh got her closure to a degree. Uh, am I and a hawk. Am I nuts, or did you say Cakes Bishop and Lawrence Pugh? No. Okay, go on. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I said Florence Pugh and Kate Bishop. So you liked the way that um, Florence Pugh... I would say Marvel Roundup at the end of the year. I think I really liked WandaVision. Oh, well, we'll, I really we'll, enjoyed we'll it. do a roundup. Like, but like okay. Hawkeye, Kazi is sniping into the building. The mother is who we're protecting. Like, did you did you like the... The, the story that played out in this thing. Like, what was the story? Tell yes. me the story of this finale. For anybody who's listening who doesn't give a shit about spoilers and wants to know what the story is. Please. Who's the bad guy? Who are the heroes? What was the goal of this episode? Please, please don't put me under pressure like that. No, I mean, they, if they, if they made a good episode, it should be easy enough to explain. I watched it in two parts and um, yesterday morning and this afternoon. Yeah. Things changed and um, I was vulnerable and I just wanted some niceness and I enjoyed it. Okay. Okay. It's a, um, a good episode. I liked the lappers fighting. I liked um, the guy, the the sniper thing didn't really make sense because like, in that case, you just turn off the light straight away if you knew there was a sniper. I liked the... Um, That's my own criticism. Uh, trick bow that filled the room with smoke. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 the finale of this episode... Kingpin was way stronger. Two, Kingpin is here, so let's see what the relationship is with Kate's mother. Kate's mother's trying to get out from under Kingpin's thumb. This leads to him wanting to have her assassinated by Kazi at the Bishop Industry Christmas party. So Clint and Kate infiltrate the party with the first responder LARPers to watch over Kate's mother. Florence Pugh is there to kill Hawkeye still. And then Kazi is a lone even, sniper. Even though she knows, even though she knows that she was hired by Kate's mother. Even though the conversations he had last week with Kate put enough suspicion in her mind to and, make and, her go and find and, out who hired and her. Even, and even though the entire Black Widow movie was about them getting out from under the thumb of, uh, you know, a controlling force that just like used them as a weapon and pointed them in direction to kill someone, the whole thing was about setting them free so they were like free to make kind of informed choices, choices informed and they wouldn't choices. just be pointed at targets and things like that but then Val points her at Clint because presumably Eleanor hires Val and Yelena knows she's been hired by Eleanor but she still wants to go ahead with it anyway and like it's like anything she learned in the Black Widow movie didn't matter it made no sense so I think I was on Kev's page watching it. I still don't. I s- still don't know why Armand was killed. We didn't even see Eleanor do it. We just know that she did it. We don't know why they were robbing the place at the start. We don't know why the watch was so important. It like it. None of none of how they told the story made any sense. It didn't make any sense to keep stuff until the very last episode. Why did the tracksuit um, mafia ha- break up that auction? Having Jack there as... That's what I'm saying. Like They, they, were, they were stealing the watch, presumably. I, I don't know. It, it makes no sense. It's, it's, a, it's a bad show. I was, I was kind of with it week to week, hoping that they'd pull it off. But it's very disappointing. It's weak. 
it's a wasted opportunity. It really is. There's there's no justifying it. I don't want to shit on it, but it's fucking not good. It made no sense. The plot made no sense. And to watch it to to take six weeks to get there. So frustrating. Kev is right in many ways about everything he liked. I I liked Jack. Yeah. No, with I, the sword. I, I, but that's the thing. Like he you know, for for a moment, it seemed like it was going to be a murder mystery, and then he was this red herring, and then they didn't utilize him at all. And then he just like he he decides to bring a sword to a fucking Christmas party. Yeah, but isn't he European? How did that make any sense? He, we are all walking around with swords here in Europe. Yes. Um, Why is he bringing a sword to a Christmas well, party? It could be traditional attire from his uh, in whatever country he's from. It it wasn't. I've seen swords. I've seen swords at Christmas parties. They set up that he did was a he, silly person. Did he? Did he wear one in the first episode when they were at a party? No, he did not. Um, and did and he's, he, he's just outside as, murdering people with a sword. Yeah, like he's not anybody, they, and he's murdering people with a sword. They did try to justify. Like, Hawk, Hawkeye's using fucking largely lawn neat non-lethal arrows and things you know or even when there's an explosion or something goes off like we can we see kind of see the a-team thing yeah con- concussive force yeah this guy is just cutting people to ribbons with his sword <laughs> on fucking 30 rockefeller plaza <laughs> uh, it was just bad i'm i'm so annoyed they're they're really diluting the the universe they've established and and, and for kingpin to show to, to hide kingpin for five episodes Remember how long before we actually saw him in Daredevil on Netflix? But like he's in the shadows, you know what I mean? Like the it, you know, people won't say his name and stuff. And we, we don't see him fight hand to hand until like episode 13 until like we, we, we Murdoch is wearing the costume. We see acts of violence from where, him where we see one or two outrageous uh, bursts of violence. Whereas in this, he, he rips the door of a car and then he fights Kate in the world's most famous toy shop. Like... And then they hid him for so long, you know, it was like, oh, there's this uncle guy and he's in the shadows and they're afraid of him. And then he's not afraid to be to be out in the middle of the street. There's, lo- there's loads of ideas happening as well. There's a moment in that where you're like, yeah, it's the world's most famous toy shop, except I don't think they really flag that it's FAO Schwartz. We're just supposed to know that it's there. It, it's. I think it's in one shot. I think when he rips the... You can see this the one net. shot will 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 let people know what's going on. It's like no, it's not it's not clear enough. People didn't take it in. Th- there's a moment where the side of the building blows off, and she comes forward, and we get a very quick shot of that stand on piano because they want to get that yeah. nod in, but it's not significant enough to like it. Like when they did the um, yeah. when you think about Patriot riffing on the big dancing piano thing. They just do a big sequence with it, and it's like by yeah. bringing this family classic into our lives, we'll help him heal, you know. And they recreate this moment where she just kind of walks across, barely touches it, and it's half a second shot. She steps on two keys, and yeah, yeah, it doesn't quite. It's a mess, and given that they had this excellent comic as a template, that's what I was going to say. And I like, started the, reading that the, comic the, two hours ago and got three issues through it, and I went, "This is great." Why didn't they do this? Yeah. It's baffling that they it it, it it's a mess. It's a it's an absolute mess. Like the the stuff with her mother. Just like at the very end, you know, she's got a little this, line like, Oh, is this what heroes do and stuff? And it's just like what is bitch, what you killed a man. What what <laughs> what is this show about? Like I I still don't know what it was about. It just didn't work. Yeah, I mean that biz- that business. <laughs> I'd ignore the fact that supposedly when we're like shrunk to like Ant Man's, the reason Ant Man's got a suit mm-hmm. so he can breathe. Yeah. If we if we were like shrunk that small, we wouldn't be able to breathe if we were that size. I'll ignore that part. But then the fucking owl swoops off with them. What happens? To them? They're, they're dead that, now. That's horrifying. Did you enjoy the shrinking that's horrifying. owl moment? Yes, that's horrifying. I did enjoy it as well. There, there is a lot of like like the nature of a bow and arrow like he is killing people they're, I mean they're trying to, to play it off as non-lethal nah he, he's he's wounding people pretty much every so time so where's greatest shot man shoulder exactly yeah the 
The second scene with Kingpin, the very, I think it's the second one. I could be wrong about this, but it made me think of community so much. The first scene we see with Eleanor, it's the Kingpin we know. And then the next scene, he's got a Hawaiian shirt and a chain on. And then the next time we see him, he's in like a white and red band fedora with a white floor length. Like he's going full 70s Kingpin or full like pimp vibe to him. And it just reminded me of John Goodman in Community when he like shows up as the dean of the air conditioning school. Like the third time he comes back, he's got a goatee and he's got the little ponytail. He's like, I'm going through some things. And like the next time you see him in the little blanket fort and he's like, he makes his ominous speech and goes, I'm going to crawl away now, but I have some body issue things. So if you could look away as I crawl away from you, that would really help me. You know what I mean? It just felt like Kingpin was having a midlife crisis in this as he was like changing up his wardrobe. I really like, don't like D'Onofrio. Like that, that moment when he talks to Kazi, when he's, he just does his usual thing and he just changes his pitch or like his kind of delivery. And it's just fucking cheesy. He's awful. He's not good. He's He's got two modes and he's not intimidating. Like John Goodman as the dean of the air conditioning school is so much more intimidating. <laughs> um is doing an impression of like what he thinks an intimidating yeah. person is, you know. I'm not I'm not even joking. Like when when Goodman is trying to intimidate the dean in community, hmm. he's so much more convincing than D'Onofrio is. I I we, yeah, we've we've got this opinion from you before about D'Onofrio and like Teach, teach their own in this regard because I, I enjoyed D'Onofrio in the Daredevil stuff um, but seeing him tweet about it and knowing that he likes playing this character and knowing that like even if we don't think the Marvel stuff on Netflix um, paid off or held its standard like I think he still felt like he was doing something of a character arc with that character I don't know how he can argue that with what we just saw in that episode because that was just big fat man punch things, you know. It was really shouty, like it, it. It had video game vibes as well, where you sort of like fucking E Honda, fucking float and punched Kate across the room. Like, was he that strong in Netflix? No, they're making him stronger. I think definitely. Mm. I I don't think they're the same. I don't think they're necessarily the same. You think variant? Um, same universe. Yeah, as in. It's the same actors playing the same characters, but they're not going to carry over storylines from the Netflix show. It's it's going to be like a kind of a soft reboot of, without getting convoluted with like you know words like uh, variant and stuff yeah. like that. It's that. It's it's more that, it's the first time we're seeing these characters in the MCU, and they just so happen to be played by the characters that they were played by in the Netflix shows. Right. I don't think I don't think they want to retain too much from. So like the Haley Steinfeld is still fun. I like her. Um Yelena I good. really want to like this. I know. There's a much better show to be made from all of this, but the this wasn't the fight it. with Yelena through the office was fun. Like the stuff of the lift. They were they were trying I guess for their Captain America lift moment. Um when when she slapped Yelena was pretty funny. Um, the 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 ab sale out the window was cool, and Kate following suit. I liked Clint's jump out and fall into the Christmas tree. I did think it was a bit silly that he kind of was like, "Now I'm stuck in a tree." I felt like he, should he not have been able to get out of that tree? Definitely. <laughs> You're not an Avenger, though. And then the people in the windows you're looking in to see you and you can't get down. And then the police are called. We've all heard the story, Kevin. You've got to stop climbing trees. Oh, yep. (laughs) Yep. It's an injection. It's a what? An addiction. (laughs) I used to like climbing trees, but then, you know, trees got... I got bigger and... Trees got smaller, and it's, for some reason, it got harder. I think you're just out of practice. Mm, I don't know about that, Brian. They should add a tree root to a bouldering gym there in Inchicore. 
with a tree in the middle. Then you get your practice. I don't live in Inchicore. Huh? I said I don't live in Inchicore. No, you don't. But that's where the bouldering gym is. Oh, I would never know. I climb trees. Not boulders. I'm too round. I tried to climb a boulder once. It was too difficult. It was smooth. I think it was very muddled. Like, the Countess sent Yelena after Clint. So does the Countess work for Kingpin? No, well, wasn't wasn't uh, Florence Pugh mm-hmm. um, employed by... God, I'm actually doing a, just a... I'm just doing a Florence, a Florence Pugh on it. She just constantly called Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop. And I'm calling Florence Pugh, Florence Pugh. Mm. But I'm going to call her Florence Pugh because I don't know her personally enough. Flo Pugh. Flo Pugh? Florence. We shall Florence, call her Flo Pugh. Flo Pugh. Flo Pugh was hired by Elena Bishop, right? Well, that not at the post credit scene of Black Widow. Eleanor. The Bishop woman wants to leave. That's a very good impression. He's a very good actor. I, I take that as a great compliment. I think he is a great Oh, actor. sorry. I I thought you were doing the bug from Men in Black there. Sorry. Sugar water. Same thing. Uh, no, because Yelena sends the text saying, your mother hired me. So Eleanor contacts Val. And then Val lies to Yelena. Who contacted Val? To get her to take. Eleanor. Eleanor contacted Val. Val lied to Yelena. Yelena pursued Clint. Yelena yes. stalked her actual employer, Eleanor. So Eleanor's contact through that massive security conglomerate she runs put her in touch with a contractor like the Countess. I'm just all guessing. we all, all we know is all we know is at the end of Black Widow, Val assigns. Yelena, Clint is the target. And then in episode five, the end of episode five, Yelena says, I know who hired me. Your mother. So presumably when Eleanor makes that call, whether it directly or not, it goes to Val. Eleanor calls somebody that contacts Val, that contacts Yelena, to tell Yelena to kill Clint. Mm -hmm. Okay. I might have missed a scene where Eleanor contacted Val. Or made a call? No, that's what I'm we saying. We don't, don't know. Oh, oh, no, oh, we we see her make a call. Right. I assume she was we calling Kingpin to call. make that meet. But maybe I missed that. What, what episode are you talking about? When does Eleanor make a call? All I'm saying. All, all, all I'm saying is, <laughs> we know Val contracts Yelena. Yes. And then Yelena says, "Your mother hired yes. me." So. You'd be making a leap to insert somebody between Val and Eleanor. Mm-hmm. Right. All we know is Eleanor calls somebody, and presumably that person was Val directly. Yes. Because we don't see a scene where there's somebody yeah, between. Yeah, I get. No, I, I get that because I think enough was made clear in that scene in the, this finale where Eleanor tells Kingpin, "You know, you told me to take out the Avenger guy." Like he can't. He. I don't think that's what she says. She, she says, you told me to take out um, Armand, okay. I thought. Not Clint. Okay, I got the feeling that... and I, Well, I, I guess I got the feeling the assassinations were at the behest of... I got a feeling that we killed Kev's po- positivity by ragging on this Hawkeye finale so aggressively for the last ten minutes. Um, yeah. For the last six weeks, you've kind of ragged on... I think the Disney Plus MCU shows if they're not careful, could be the beginning of the end of... Because pe- 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 people are always wondering, like, you know, when are they going to have something that's, like, not going to work and, you know, not going to be a hit, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Eternals wasn't as big a hit and you can put that down to the pandemic or whatever. And but... to incels. But the minute that Spider-Man yeah. came out, that kind of blew that idea out of there. Like, I mean, I guess Spidey's a known property. Like, they've made... Spider-Man's what, probably what, the what, most popular superhero in the world. I'd wager he's even more popular yeah. than Batman. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I think I think he's got more of broader appeal, uh, kind of a fervent fan base as well. They're really into it. Pe- people don't people people love Batman, but they don't cheer for him in the cinema the way people cheered. I, I think I said you to know, you before. This like, is true. I, I remember true, right? the well. I remember the day that I was like, 
sorting comic books I owned and I realized that I, I had four times agreed. as many Spider-Man comics as I did Batman even though Batman was my favorite character I was like holy shit I have way more Spider- like I I learned something about myself by just stacking the two things next to each other and I was like oh I guess I like Spider-Man more than I like Batman Spider-Man's fun to read pal you know like kind of it is what it is like he's he's very um, empathetic uh, to his to Aunt May um, he ha- you know he's a character like kind of you know he's way more relatable yeah exactly he's way more much more relatable. of an everyman he doesn't have yeah. a mansion and all the skills in the world Pe- yeah he's a guy that gets kind of knocked down a lot and kind of just even when he is tired and whatever he still fights but um, yeah no I, I would just say yeah broader appeal more relatable than than I think when you read a Batman story it's like especially nowadays you kind of get like the real like yep this is a really privileged white millionaire guy you know where uh, Less sort of case with Spider-Man. Batman is arguably cooler, but not as popular, if you get me. Yeah, I, I agree, yeah. Yeah, he's he's a cooler, not that people think he's necessarily cool, but he's a cooler character. Yeah, I've never read much. And car and yeah, I've never read much Batman growing up ever, um, aside from the side annual maybe we had, and the occasional, maybe, I don't even remember if we had the occasional comic book, but uh, Spider-Man was something I read for years, mm. Ultimate Spider-Man, loved Ultimate Spider-Man when I was younger. Because I'm sitting here, I'm talking, or like I'm thinking in my head going, I've got the Marvel Unlimited app, New Year's resolution, take 15 minutes and read a Spider-Man comic every day, and go from like the amazing beginning, you know, you get through yep, close yep. to 400 of them. Because there's only, there's yep, people- 700 of amazing. Yep. Yeah, longest running, longest running title is it? Nah, I don't know about that, but like, oh, I'm not making claims on it. I'm just going. It seems like a maybe thing, it's it time. Like a maybe thing it's you time. Can do. You get through the sort of Stanley, Lean, Len Wein, Robert. What is his name? Robert Green. Maybe I'm making that up. Um, comic tropes. If anybody hasn't watched Comic Tropes, Comic Tropes is a great YouTube channel, and he did one recently on how Marvel editors ruined Hobgoblin, and uh, I really recommend watching it. Comic Tropes is fun, but this the latest episode is a. Uh, just a really cool uh, insight into the industry that, uh, and an issue at the time that I wasn't aware of. Okay, we should check that out. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, to keep the conversation on Hawkeye for a minute, if there is anything else to be said about it. The LARPers annoyed me. Well, like to, to the be- musical, the musical, the song at the end. Awful, awful, awful stuff. What a waste of budget and planning and money Kevin you've been told your opinion it, what did you think of the musical at the it, end I liked it but I did think it went on a little bit long no. um, you know what like they, they could have redeemed it for me if they had cut to like anybody someone in I was, the audience I was thinking watching, who's watching it it must be Thor and yeah. I was like, then I was like well, it's mad because Captain America's dead Iron Man's dead just like cut to Sam and Bucky in the audience getting up and just shaking their heads as they walk out like no it should have been Paul Rudd Paul Rudd like just being like this is a way better version because he's in it you know because yeah, I think they, and that's it they made so many like Ant-Man references you know, by having him in there in the in the battle in New York, and he's not there, and then the Pym arrows and stuff. So, like, there was lots of Ant Man references. So, it would have been funny if he was just in the crowd, just like bopping along to the tunes or something, wearing a t shirt and everything. You know, kind yes, of yes, yeah, yeah, that would have been better. brilliant. That, that, but no, it was just fucking four minutes of. <sighs> I thought it was great in the sense that I love stage musicals, and I thought that was I would. Like it would be insufferable in many ways, but I would go and see that show, and I would probably buy merchandise and come out singing the songs. I, it was a great production um, thing. It's just, yeah, like, it's I, just I have... a showpiece there at the end, and it's like make it, make it something that grabs us by putting someone in the audience. Put, put Nick Fury, put Yelena, like put Yelena and Kate. They said they wanted to do shit in New York yeah. together. She wanted to, and take Yelena the show. wanted to see New York. Yeah, exactly. Put somebody yeah. in the audience and just like. You know, like seeing her sister on stage. In, in, instead, it was like we filmed this whole thing to have it in episode one. And as a little treat, here's the full yeah. thing. It's like, I don't but there's care. there's two or three shots care. of like the guy who was clearly the composer slash choreographer or something. You know, I don't know who that was, but they made a point of going, hey, look at this guy. He did so much work to make this happen. And like, that's amazing. Now make it relevant to the audience by putting somebody in the audience. Mm. And, and make us... 
and you know what they did at the very end of it as well they did an invincible where she's trying to work out a name and he goes hey i got an idea and then they throw a paul guy on the screen and it still didn't quite work you know no it doesn't, <laughs> work. doesn't work i thought that worked really well because you see the thing is you, you know he's going to say hawkeye right so what they do is they cut to to a, to a blank screen where they produce a piece of text on the screen right. that that's that illustrates the word that he was going to say and your brain kind of fills in the gaps is there an example of I, that I working in film history Tony rock Tony rock does it all the time it's great <laughs> just putting the name of the show up on screen no not quite but Tony rock does that type of thing there's a rhythm yeah. to it that you know yeah. that you you got you got to get and Tony Rock doesn't do that exactly, but it does stuff like smash yeah. cut to, you know. But but, but when thing. it does, it's blah, 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 and it goes off on something for a second and it carries you away. But both of these <clears> examples <throat> of it just sort of just go blah, flat, you know. Even if he had started to say, have a hug, and then it cuts to Hawkeye. Or, you know, like, I don't know. I've got to find an example of that smash cut to the thing the guy was about to say. Or people should send us their favorite smash cuts as Aiden put it. Also, before before cuts to the title, it lingers a little bit on target on the bullseye. <laughs> so say <it's like>, bullseye. <laughs> That's what they're saying. No, okay, okay, I got it wrong. I think they did it at the end of the Fantastic Four. They might have done it at the end of both Fantastic Four movies. The one with the one that Josh Trank directed, and the one that. Um, Oh, that, that, that one. Where they're trying to think of like the Ben Grimm, the Ben Grimm plus three, and then your man from the the drummer movie goes, "How about?" And then it cuts to Fantastic Four on screen or something. Like I don't think I've seen a version of that working. The there's there's um, the end of Mystery Men as well, where they're like, "We are the Amazing Six or something, and then goes the newscaster then goes, you know, well, there it is. These mystery men have done X, Y, and Z. And somebody goes, I've got it. Like, it, I don't think there's, I have an example of that gag working. So, listeners, if you have an example of that type of moment working in film and television, send it along, because uh, I'd like to I'd like to break down why it works in some instances. And You'd not like to break down? I would like to break down why it works in some others oh, some and not others. And I'll come back to this concept of looking at why some things work and some don't after we talk about the rest of our Marvel content, because I do want to talk about why The Witcher feels like cosplay Renfair nonsense, whereas Game of Thrones feels like medieval, you know, drama. And it's same content in terms of being nonsense. But why does one of one of this, why does this very, very expensive Netflix show look so cheap in so many places? Am I burning bridges with Netflix now? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Not me though. I I love Netflix. I too, love Netflix. Not enough. I'm though. I'm a big fan of the the, but uh, badum badum dadum. <laughs> what's what's the their con? Dadum. I think officially it's tadum. tadum. I think. Yeah. It's been a long year, guys. It's been a long year. Let's talk about Spider-Man: No Way Home, the cause of and solution to all of our problems. I got sick in my mouth a little bit. I loved it. <laughs> I'm not getting sick in my mouth. Spider-Man, No Way Home. I loved it. What was your... Okay, again, for the audience, we've said it at the start of the podcast. Kev said it at the start of the conversation. We are spoiling these movies. But to be fair, I kept a sort of social media blackout before going to see it. And now as I scroll through TikTok or Instagram, I'm just seeing clips of this movie fucking everywhere. And like, what has happened to people's sense of decency it's it's really obnoxious on tiktok it's wild people are just taking out their phones and filming shit and posting it on tiktok as if that's cool where is your sense of decorum i don't know man it's wild people used to be better. like any time i go into what they call it the tiktok mm. why is it called tiktok and doing clocks anyways anytime i go into tiktok like this is straight up no way home no way home no way home and it's just every video mm. and then that one guy that does I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say his name. But this guy, fucking hell, he <laughs> don't don't say his name. I'll I'll bleep it. Bleep it. No, you always say you'll bleep it, but you never bleep it. I always bleep. Bleep it. I have never said I'll bleep, bleep anything. It. I'll cut it, and I tend to cut everything I cut. No, 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 no. Why didn't I bleep slash cut? I'll 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 I go back and I'll find one. Okay. I have nothing but time to kill. 
Um, <laughs> that that guy, mm. the bleep. It's just oh, he his reaches, his reaches and his anal- an- analytics of this movie. It's like I I can understand uh, analyzing a movie in 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 a, in a sense of production and the work that went into it, tones and discussion, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Like, but some of this, some of the 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 stuff that people are talking about, the reaches people are going for. It's just fuck. I don't care. I don't care. I very nearly Spider-Man sent movie. a video earlier today of no, this guy's work and this is a troublesome area of conversation because I don't want to shit in the guy the guy's making content and he's talking nerd stuff and he's making a living out of it I find him fun and funny and I like his insights into stuff but I also think that there's and I say I've I mentioned it in relation to reaction video stuff as well where I'm like there's no way you've not seen this film and there's no way in his case that he doesn't understand what he's like the question he's raising here is this trailer looks like this other movie I saw. And then to my surprise, I realized it's a sequel to this other movie. I'm like, yeah. I saw that, yeah. And there's also a so long stupid. series of books and many movies of that character yeah. beforehand. It's a famous, no famous detective. <sighs> what are you talking about? Her Kubrick. Just my, part, or, um, just my he put up the trailer going, I just saw, uh, MGM just released a new trailer for Death on the Nile. And I was looking at it going, murder on a boat with a detective. Oh, God. And I was like, wait a minute, this feels like another movie I saw. And then I realized, it's a lot like Murder on the Orient Express. And then when I looked it up, I realized it's the same title credits, and it's the same actor. It's a sequel. There's a sequel to this movie. This is great. And I'm like, there's no way you don't know. He's just making content. It, this is the thing. Like, he's e- he's either... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's bullshit. It's, it's disingenuous and frustrating. And I, I nearly sent it with the, like... There's a there, there is a concept I'm familiar with from um, the, the expression is play to the height of your intelligence, you know, and he's not. I know he's not. He's fucking dumbing down just to make some content. He's lowest common denominator. Yeah, and he's he's wildly successful as a result. Some of the stuff the guy produces is a bit of a stretch and it's just kind of like, you know, kind of just like it's just a comic book movie. Enjoy it. Anyways, what are we, what are well, we talking about? No way just, home. Just, to, ra- just awesome. to round that out then. You, what you're saying is some of the leaps that social media commentators are making are stupid, broad guesses based on absolutely nothing. And it's the same thing that we've seen with the, um, I don't know if you've, Game you've of got Thrones the Twitter account for this podcast. You know, we don't follow no, a lot I of people. Don't. We don't interact much with the Twitter account, but I wanted to grab the handle. But because we have enough comic related content going out, I get, maybe you'd be interested in this, maybe you'd be interested in this, maybe you'd be interested in this notifications every goddamn day. And they're all, they're all Spider-Man or comic book movie podcasts just going, the trailer's leaked, we're bringing back the, the, the Snyderverse, we're bringing back the air cut, we're bringing back the whatever. And it's just shite talk for the sake of shite talk and filling time. Much like this podcast. Spider-Man No Way Home, all it had to be was an all right issue of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, a new episode that I could go and enjoy. And it was excellent. It it above and beyond the Call of Duty in this one. I loved it. I thought it was very good. And I'll say one thing. That brick catch. <clears throat> While Kevin cleans himself up. Um Brian, did you enjoy the movie? Yeah. As enthusiastically as Kevin? No, I didn't enjoy the whole movie that yeah. enthusiastically. I enjoyed that one part, particularly. Anybody who knows me would get that, but I liked the movie. Great movie. Um, it was over a week ago now, though, so like I'm, I'm over it. You know, we talked about it already, so let's move on. What's there to talk about? We saw it. I've seen it twice. Like, what? What's there to say? I've processed it. It was a long time ago. It was last week. Let me tell it's you, not fresh in my mind anymore. It's pretty fresh in my fucking mind. <laughs> I got nothing to say. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> um, so, Brian, you're on LinkedIn. People can find you on LinkedIn. They can. They, can. <laughs> they discuss all things. No way home. Um, I really all liked it. Things no Thought way. it was really, really good. Um, I don't think. Do I, I, I? To be honest, right? I was trying to think like. If we go on, you know, when we talk about No Way Home, we're going to have any criticisms and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying it's a perfect movie. I'm not the most critical out of all of us, obviously. It was but, a perfect movie. Um, I thought it was pretty damn good. But, like, but but only in the sense it's real fan service, like, you know. 
Yeah, but that's that's but like, fine if it works. So, some, sometimes fan service, yeah, like sometimes fan service is kind of hollow, and I don't think this was. No, no, I don't think so. Was, no, no, no. Yeah. There was there was um, beautiful stuff. That apartment scene was so yeah. good. Still, I, I keep on saying that to people. Yeah, that's one of my favorite I, scenes. I, I, I think that was a turning point for me, kind of watching it. I, I thought it started really well. It was a lot of energy at the start. It was really well paced. So much kind of happened, and um, it just around the kind of bridge fight and stuff. Felt a little off. It felt like there was a bit of uncertainty with where it was going, and when Strange explains the whole, the whole kind of what needs to happen, it just it lost so much of that energy. And I was still on board, but I kind of wasn't sure how it was going to play out. And then that apartment scene pulled it all back, and it was great. And then we had the you know the the kind of two big reveals, and one of my favorite things is like you know the crowd reaction to that type of stuff and um yeah i i loved it it was so much fun the the i think what brian was talking about in terms of change of energy is that the the plot that was laid out to us was peter parker now needs to collect six villains and send them home and it becomes very five villains five villains i apologize and send them home and it becomes very much like a video game side mission then it's just ticking the boxes a catch of the technically technically he has to collect four villains and send them home because octopus is already in oh uh the doctor strange had already caught the lizard yeah but the the and dr octopus yeah, sure. but what i'm what i'm get what i guess what i'm getting at is spider-man be- is in that moment a, a a tool of doctor strange he's just assigned a task and you're like oh yeah what yeah. is what is the point of this as brian says it's kind of losing momentum and when it picks it up again at least for me is when Peter's moral center comes into play and he goes, I'm not just going to send these people home. I have to help them. You say Peter's moral center. Which is, do you mean to say? At May's influence. influence. And, and, yes. and without having said it in the previous movies, the great power, great responsibility, the grounding in who he is based on who raised him. And, you know, the fact that Tom Holland pulls off this sweet kid thing so well, you know, like he is just... I think it was great that I may have said it to him. Yeah. Um, like, I, I like all the choices in this movie, to be honest. I know you guys kind of might have felt it dipped at the start or whatever, but... Um, I, I, but I, I, don't, I don't even think that. And I think Brian's being a little... Um, like, Brian's looking at the highs and lows of this roller coaster and, and going, you know, here I am on such a fucking high, and then it comes down a little bit before it can build up again. And, you know, that that build up moment of of or that that little drop moment of like oh this is what's happening and then they flip it on us and he becomes something else let me tell you if you saw it in 4d you'd be happy for those dippy moments <laughs> you haven't gone to see it in 4d have you no i'm not no i'm having my lesson i'm sure it is 100 percent. yeah of course man um would you go see it again though? Yeah, absolutely. But for the fact that it's yeah, COVID well. situation, I'm, know, I'm kind yeah. of really annoyed yeah. that it's a COVID situation because I know. Yeah, I think I I think I'd see it at least I, three times. And I can't justify that. I know. I, I yeah. can't the, with the way the world Not is with I can't COVID. justify Not it. With COVID. Like it, no. it was a it was a leap for us to go to one screening of it in a half empty screen at twelve o'clock in the morning. Twelve, 12 yep. o'clock in the day. Um as early as we could, like and Yeah. That's kind of frustrating because I a hundred percent want to see this again, and I'm kind of itching for it to be on Disney Plus now. Because um, I'm, but I'm also I know sorry, I no, go, no, go, 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 go. I'm sorry, I'm also just, I'm dying to see Eternals again. I really like that movie, man. Eternals, I like. It's another case of I want I to like, collect all the action figures. I like everybody in it, so I can build a giant Gilgamesh. <laughs> that's what that's, I, I, that's to build a figure I like everybody in um, Shang-Chi and I like everybody in Eternals but neither film carried me 100% like Spider-Man has here and I just wish like remember I've said to you that like the, there's this this empathetic villain thing that's been going on and Norman Osborn's Green Goblin was just the palate cleanser we needed there because it's this perfect blend of like we feel for Norman but this other identity that is the goblin is pure villainy 
mm. and pure force of nature and a threat and mm. a problem and just chaos coming at him. I loved how powerful they met him in this movie. And that's it. I don't think we ever saw him that powerful in the other films, really, or we didn't see that power no. represented. He was strong, for sure. And I'm sure Brian would be able to correct us and, you know, because uh, he was pretty strong in those Marvel movies, in the original Marvel movies. Are they technically part of the MCU now? So they're well, the first ever MCU That's movies. a funny thing as well. Yeah, technically, I guess, because we've introduced the concept that the MCU is a multiversal idea and that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is crosses over at one point. I did see somebody's meme going, excuse me, I'm just watching the first MCU film and it's Tobey's no Spider-Man. Um, that's hilarious. But... Defoe was great. Defoe was great. The fact that he he's I I do I I kind of feel uncomfortable. People to call him Defoe. I like to call him the friend. friend. Um, the friend was great. <laughs> um, he, he just why aren't we more popular? I don't I don't know if I don't know what the conversations happened historically, but I have to feel that somebody somebody made the decision or Willem pushed for it. Forget this mask. Let me just act. Let me use my leathery goblin face to be a threatening leathery goblin. And he was amazing. He did what we needed the goblin to do. Only, only criticism, right? And like this, I'd say, obviously there's plot holes. I'm oh, not going to get stuck him in a purple hoodie and shredded it. Like it made, he was the green goblin. <laughs> Sorry, go on. But like, the only way it was, the only way there was like the only the only people that could get across where the, in the universe people who knew was Spider Man was Spider Man, and um, but then Electro didn't know Spider uh, Peter Parker was a white guy. I don't think he meant right there and then. I think he meant you know when he was a fan of him. He was a fan of him in, in the Amazing Spider Man oh, too, and he did like all the poses and stuff. And I think when he was such a big fanboy of him, he always assumed it was a black but guy. But Hardy didn't know Peter Parker was Spider Man, right? He saw it on TV. Oh, no, because um, the, the, the Venom has a high mind. The symbiote has a like a high, high mind. mind or something, yeah. yeah. So, Toby, for Grace's Venom would have the same memories as Tom Hardy's Venom, technically. Like, again, like that stuff I'm not really into, to be honest. I think they're kind of hoping we don't pick too closely at those things. I think it was a gag. It was a gag. And now just... He, no, like, he, he even says it at the end of Venom 2 that the symbiotes have like this hive mind through the multiverse and that he could show Brock this stuff. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. I guess yeah. I need to no. watch that. Yeah. Um, you don't. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> you um, don't. But no, my, no, my only disappointment was Is there a motorcycle chase? Movie. Do they jump motorbikes? Sorry, go ahead. Mm, no, I don't know. He is, he does possess a girl on a bicycle, but she gains control of the bicycle and cycles away. But, um, the the only no not not the only issue or because it's not really an issue I can't really give out about it but it's just like I was really hoping to see Ned turn heel now I was going to mention Hulk that because I, I feel like, like that scene was a reshoot where Ned goes and I promise you that I will never turn evil and be a villain and try and kill you I feel like that was a reshoot scene after the rumors began that Ned was going to be the Hobgoblin. Do you think though that guy did lose weight, like for the role? I don't think so. No. I, I, th- this is again that social media specul speculation yeah, where people are like, "Oh, he's lost weight." He, he's like, "He's lost weight because he's fucking making money and he's eating healthier and he's probably got a trainer yeah. and shit like that." It's not. To yeah, do but he's with... also getting older. Like, kind of, like he was a young kid in those movies. There, he's young girl. Exactly. Yeah. Started, yeah. Like, but that's what I mean. This, like, this is like, I started looking like, after myself in my mid to late twenties, and then I stopped. I. I Here's the thing, like, I saw none of that speculation that mm. you saw about him losing weight, so that meant that that he's going to do I this. Like, I, I saw... No, but what I mean is, is that's how easily these kind of rumors spread when people are making... Mm. When when the sole kind of content people are producing is... Guesswork and... The sort of, like, wouldn't it be cool? wild speculation and, yeah. And I, I don't mind some of that stuff... When it's based on what we've seen so far, but then when it's when yeah. it's kind of making leaps and stuff, it's yeah. I mean that that that's been the whole Mephisto leap every step of the way. They've never said Mephisto's coming. Everybody's just gone Mephisto, Mephisto, Mephisto. Um, I mean Mephisto might still arrive, but like we're, everybody's just guessing, you know. Um, I did think I did laugh at that moment. Like there's a couple of there's a there's like 
there's a couple of shout outs to stuff going on in that film like the you know there's the obvious references to the different movies i'm something of a scientist myself to somebody pointed out the the no big deal thing that andrew garfield says a few times yeah that's wild yeah. that's that's that so funny that like so for for the listener there was a, a a email that went around and it leaked during the 2016 sony email hack where somebody was like andrew garfield's spider-man needs to be more relatable to millennials i think that millennials say no big deal or they say nbd on things can we get him to say this and sure enough in no way home he has a moment where he says no big deal three times and you know that's just a nudge nudge wink wink to silly notes but the fact that the writers have layered this much stuff in like it makes me anxious for the future of this trilogy when i see a headline suggesting that those writers want to move on from writing spider-man movies and like Please don't. You're good at it. You're very good at it. You've got the right sensibility and it's the right blend of comedy and sincerity and action. Um The the uh Thomas Hayden Church stuff and the Reese fan stuff was funny seeing like that's that's just reuse from the old ones, right? But did they did they not come on and do voice dialogue or anything that at all? Yeah, like they they did voice work, but the reason their characters are entirely CG is because they just like did voiceover work for those characters. So when they get returned to normal, they repurposed footage from the, the respective films. Um, Crazy that they did that, but I didn't notice. I kind of thought Sandman looked a little bit off a bit at one fuzzy, stage, but it was like in, yeah, they were trying to color grade yeah, it back but, into this new scene. And I was wondering, I was wondering how. Um, they, uh, I was wondering how they are. Oh, I was wondering why he was sand form constantly, but it just makes more sense. Um, but you look like kind of thing is like uh, we're just looking to have this great movie and whatever way it's made it work, made it work, you know. That, though that's it. I mean, like I, I said to you guys again, clips going around TikTok. I was able to point at the shot where the three lads jump off the, the Statue of Liberty. There's a shot in profile with the three of them running. And it looks kind of goofy as fuck, but the shot behind them as they leap towards the edges looks cool and. and I'm really just picking at like going forward. I would That's like Spider-Man. to see Spider-Man's goofy. I would like good occasionally. I would like to see more men in tights, kind of more of a mix. Well, literally, actually, yeah. I would like to see a mix of the practical and CG stuff when it comes to the action sequences. Because there's one thing I would say about this: like the the, the best action sequence is when it like Defoe and Holland in the hallway when it's the two of them. Um, I really and again I, I used to piss me off so much when people would complain about this with CGI and stuff and it just being like a CGI fest but I really do kind of with the CGI stuff you're essentially watching an animated movie for a couple of minutes or seconds mm. and I think there's not enough care given to the choreography in those moments whereas like in in, in any action sequence rhythm is so important choreography rhythm is so important especially so in animated stuff and there's no rhythm my, my problem isn't so much the overuse of the cgi it's that there's no rhythm to those moments it's kind of like they storyboard it and then they render it out and there's no it's it's not punchy it, it doesn't it, it like it, it literally it's it's the same speed the whole time and again i'm not talking about the motion i'm talking about the rhythm the, of there's the a similar concept like in um in the How to Train Your Dragon movies, where they brought Roger Deakins in to consult on the cinematography of the, the, the just the light in the movies, you know? And, like, they talk about it in the making of stuff where they're like, yeah, Roger insisted that we have a single light source as a sun and keep it consistent. And it's like, well, that makes perfect fucking sense, like, if you want something to feel realistic. So you do start to go, should they get, a, like, an experienced fight choreographer into... Yeah, work these really should. and like e e even if you if you compare the train fight sequence in Spider-Man Two, there's a part where like Doc Ock is like taking swipes at him with the tentacles, and he, he like he kind of moves this way, he moves that way, he does a flip, and then he has to lean backwards mm. to like because something's coming towards him, and it's kind of like a, it's like a one, a two, a three, and a backflip kind of, and there's a mm. rhythm to it because there's and like that's a great example of a mix of have an actual physical performer do the motions and just use CGI where where you need to. 
but that fight on the bridge looked great, but it was just this part's when he's dodging the tentacles and he's doing like, you know, parkour basically. And it's it's just CGI parkour and there's no way to it. And it's like it'd be so much better if you had a guy in yeah. a suit the, 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 do that. And maybe they did, but it didn't look like that there, there was no rhythm to it. as well where they're like he's doing a Kong vault, he's doing a dash vault, he's doing he's doing he's doing parkour shit. But he's also got a harness around his waist that's keeping him elevated, and it's like that's throwing the weight off, you know. And it's it it throws yeah. the read. We are so nitpicking, though. Um, oh yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. Me. It's just going forward. You guys are awful. Going forwards, I want more Spider-Man films, and you're gonna get three more like at least to address because the the action was kind of a weak point, I would say. With the exception of the the apartment scene, which was good, that was that was do great. more of that. Yeah, that, like it's yeah. seeing you, you use the CGI to enhance, not to just kind of. Yeah. It feel like that 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 bridge fight kind of felt like an afterthought because even even Molina, I'm pretty sure on that sequence, is all CGI as opposed to it just being his tentacles oh, and stuff. That was the Irish company. You know, but there's an Irish credit in the in the credits. What was the Irish? That, company? I, I said it to. I said it to Brian in the cinema. There's actually an Irish company yeah. that does a lot of that de agent stuff and worked on, I think, Captain Marvel because I tattooed one of the uh, artists or programmers. Mm. I don't know what you're going to call them, special effects artists and stuff. I tattooed one of them and she was telling me how, like, that they worked on Captain Marvel and Samuel Jackson and all that kind of stuff. And you um, reckon she so de I, but I said to Brian in the movie or in the cinema, there is a oh, there is an Irish company that does that. And then I Googled it and it was that. An Irish company de-ages, are really good at de-aging these things. And they worked with Marvel before. So they obviously were working with Spider-Man to de-age Alfred Marini. <laughs> He's trolling us. Be, right? Definitely. What I don't know. Specific Alpha. names. <laughs> names and proper nouns. Yeah. 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 I just don't have time. Alfred? Molina. Molina. Mm. Not Ar- not yeah. Alfred Marini. Well, you shouldn't how you shouldn't you shouldn't be Take a moment pronounce things. It's- I mean, I'm okay. taking a moment. Excuse me. Garfield was great. Maguire was great. It made me go back and rewatch the Garfield Spider-Man because you just see how much Andrew Garfield kind of enjoys being Spider-Man, and those movies have high both high points and low points. The Jamie Fox Electro is just misjudged from the fucking get-go. the The type of nerd that he's playing is pure like 1980s Revenge of the Nerds, pocket protector, big teeth. Like he literally has a like a, a black paint blacking out a gap in his teeth. That's that's that is some old fashioned vaudeville bullshit right there. I sent you guys the gif of um, him getting bitten by the electric eels and then his teeth magically closing because I don't know. That's what happens when you get superpowers from an eel. It it makes a point of fixing your teeth. I've I've never been bitten by an eel, so I can't really. That's why your teeth are so. Uh... No, you've got you've got summer teeth. Some are here, some are there. For the listener, Kevin is showing us his teeth, and they're really good. Yep. Back there in a sec, guys. Uh huh. You're not missing that much, Brian. So let's let's take this off on a slightly different tack, because I know you have to leave very soon, Kevin. And I'll run through this with Brian subsequently. We've had a busy year for Marvel. Can Mm -hmm. you put your Marvel year in running order? What's the What's the highlight? Highlight Spider-Man. Spidey, number one. Aye. Um, number two. Mm. Uh, the Eternals. I really like The Eternals. Really? Yeah. All the series, all the movies, Eternals is your number two event. Yeah. I really love The Eternals. What is it specifically that you loved about The Eternals? Is it is it the world, or is it the characters, or is it the, the story? Oh, kind of. I think... Be- I think I think I like I love the world and I love the characters I love the story and stuff. I also like the idea of uh, Black Knight and Blade kind of being introduced in it and stuff. Um, I really liked. Yeah, I loved. I I really loved it. And I think because I kind of was wondering, like, is it what was set up for the future or is it the film itself? 
it's film itself and what was said for the future but I was just going to say what I really love about it I think is because uh, after obviously Endgame and all that kind of stuff this was like going to be like a it was like and like you know Garden Galaxy being a huge success and that was like a kind of like an unknown property and stuff and then this coming into into the the, the kind of uh, MCU and things I loved it I just I just loved the diversity I know that sounds really strange uh, but I just loved the the massive I th- I just I lost I, I really liked all the characters I thought everybody was great I loved um, Gilgamesh obviously Tina uh, Icarus I loved uh, Druid um, Kang- Kingo Kingo was brilliant yeah I, I, I just really liked it I really really liked it yeah. cool yeah number three um, Number three. See, I really like Shang Chi. I like the movies, you know. Loki, um, WandaVision, Cap Falcon. What, okay, for the what for if? the movies, I would, Black for Widow. the movies, it would no like put. Well, for the, the we've got like ten things. What's what's the okay? Throw okay all oh of God, because I Spidey's your number one. Eternals your number two. Spidey's your number number two, and um, then okay, then I think uh, you should have told me that I. Do I'm not this. doing this, yeah, because I want to think about this. Um, that doesn't take that much thought. Yeah, it does. I want to think about it. Um, it does, yeah. Because it's mo- if, if it was movies and it TV does. shows separately, it, that that could be a whole episode. Go on, Kevin. Yeah. That's this should be a whole episode. We did a whole episode ranking episodes of one show, ranking the whole content of year as a whole episode. And that's this episode. Go on, Kevin. Um, no, it's not this episode. Um, um, I don't know who I want to please out of the two of you. But I had to stop being please, please yourself. Oh, yes, I had to stop please being yourself. Please, people, please there. And if I was pleasing my... Yes. So it's win-win. Oh, God, he got me. He snookered me. That bastard. Yes, I'll do what Brian says. I'm not saying it. <laughs> That's a whole episode, dude. Think about it. I'm, 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 not, I'm not even being a dick. My brain has shut off because I literally want to think about this. If you ask me this now, my brain will go, uh, I, don't, I don't know. But I'm not, I wasn't going to. I was going to ask Kevin because he's going to jump off now in a minute. Top of the list. We'll just say top of the list, yeah. Spider-Man. Right. Bottom of the list. I'd have to probably say what if. Bottom of the um, list is what if. Yeah, I, and I, I just feel like it's all good content, yeah. you know. But um, I think Spider-Man, The Eternals, uh Probably Loki, uh, WandaVision, Shang-Chi, Black Widow. Falcon Cap. Falcon and Cap and then Hawkeye, even though I really enjoyed Hawkeye. Um, I might actually put Hawkeye above Falcon and Cap. No, actually, no, I didn't. Falcon and Cap was amazing. Hawkeye. But Hawkeye above what if? Well, that's locked in. That's in stone. Can't change it. That's what it is. Yeah, I I won't change it, but we can we, we can, can talk about it like, more into it on a deeper deeper level because that's a good episode. That's interesting, given how much MCU you like stuff. Um, or you came in looking to like Hawkeye. Um, to to that it's so far down that list for you. Um, I really liked it, but I just speaks the quality of the year, I, but, though, I guess as well. You know, it was a good year. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like kind of like I really loved. I think I liked One Division over Loki, um, but I really like Loki, Hawkeye, and Cap too uh, closely. But I think Cap just had a bigger knock on the MCU, and I think Sam becoming Captain America was a pretty was probably one of the bigger moments out of all the shows this year. I think I think uh, I think Loki had the introduction of Khan, which was big, and I think. Captain Falcon or Winter Captain Captain America Winter Soldier had the introduction of uh, Sam Wilson as Captain America, which I thought was a big deal. Um, There's and, so much uh, set up as well with um, oh the the guy's grandfather, um, the other Captain Isaiah. Oh yes, Isaiah Bradley. Uh, Isaiah Bradley, yeah, um, yep. Um, so yeah, and I'm, all, and I'm and I'm thinking a lot about the anytime I watch Hawkeye, particularly, I'm thinking a lot about the Young Avengers and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So. I think I'm looking forward to kind of Young Avengers. I'm looking forward to Thunder, Thunderbolts, um, Midnight Suns, if that's going to be a thing. Mm. We'll see. So we can... I we might, can, I might um, try and do some Midnight Sun reading soon. We can... I guess we'll, we'll, we'll take Brian and his suggestion there. And we're going, to, we're going to... We have an episode lined up for the week after this, this podcast. So maybe the one after we'll do a sort of year in review, talk through the episodes yep. that came out. And that, gives, and that gives lots of people time... Uh, to send in their 
they're here in the view. They're 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 like uh, whatever. Yeah, rating, we, we've rankings, got. Rankings. I think we've got nine. Love this. I tell you what, as well, yeah. we also have Venom, and we will have Morbius by the end of the year as well. So we have Venom two. Run down the list for everybody. We got Spider Man, Eternals, Loki. Didn't Venom two already? Come yeah, out? but it's in. It's part of the year in review kind of thing, you know. So if you if you're going to if, if you're Sorry, trying to put your Marvel you content that. for the year of 2021 in order, Spidey, Morbius comes out next year. Loki, Black Widow, Shang Chi. Uh, what if Falcon, Cap, Hawkeye, Venom two, Wanda. Morbius. Uh, Morbius comes out next year, though. No, is it not the end of this year? I thought it was. No, I thought it was set up for like November, December this year. You're probably right that it's moved forward, but it was supposed to be the end of this year. Moved back? 2022 past pushed, January. Pushed, January. Pushed okay, right. Let's be real. That's bottom of the list, right? No, I'm not going to say that just yet. 28th of January. Nah, so look, could, could, things could happen. Bottom of the list. It, nah. I'd say it's... Probably better than Venom. Yeah, it has to be better than Venom. And you haven't seen Venom. I saw the first one. No, it's got to count for something, right? I've seen, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen the first one. Yeah, it's bad. Um, but but may, maybe maybe Tom Hardy is more likable. Well, no, he definitely is more likable than Leto. So maybe that'll be the difference. As I say I haven't seen Let There Be Carnage yet, but that post credit scene with him. I, I really liked Tom Hardy there. I liked him arguing with the suit. Mm. I thought that was great. I thought it was a nice little dynamic-y moment. I'm still enjoying the sort of Charlie Day energy he's bringing there. Hawkeye. I, really, I liked it. I liked it. And if it's at the, if it's low to the bottom of the list, it's only because the, 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 the standard is pretty high. And there's fractions. Uh, it's down to decimals, you know. But um, I, overall... Really enjoyed Hawkeye, and I'm probably look. I'm kind of really looking forward to rewatching again in a in a kind of like a shorter, faster capacity. And Spider Man was amazing. <sighs> Spider Man was amazing. Yeah. So at the end of that, we have uh we have Kev's list of his I guess placeholder running order for all of the content that came out in 2021. I think Brian's got the right idea. That would make a great episode to start off 2022 with. We have plans for the podcast. I definitely want to get a few guests on throughout the year. Um, so we're we're in early talks with people about that, which should be fun. Yep, we we will we will have a Marvel artist. Let let let's remain vague for the moment, but yeah, we're looking to have that. So and DC artist. <laughs> <laughs> as we come into twenty twenty two, we're going to do that Marvel listing episode. Theendlesscast at gmail Send us your own lists or send them to us on Instagram at theendlesscast. Thank you for being with us in this our first year of the Endless Stream podcast. Give us a follow. Stay with us. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you soon. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. And get in touch. Merry Crim Cram, everybody. Or if you, happy holidays, because you have to also be aware that not everybody celebrates Christmas. Happy holidays. I said, I said, I said Crim Cram. Mm, that's disrespectful to people who are celebrating. Merry Crim Cram, Flo Poo. <laughs> oh, Merry Crim Cram, Flo Poo. Oh. And Crim Cramming all the holidays into one. Crim Cram. Crim Cram, Merry, Merry Crim Cram Flow Poo. You're Crim right, you're right. Merry Crim Cram Flow Poo. <laughs>